So may I invite each father to please stand. Hi, guys. This is your day. Are you pretty excited, huh? Yes. So, uh, happy Father's Day to you. This morning is really going to be devoted to you. Ladies, is it okay that I devote the morning to the guy? It's not like what I'm going to say is not relevant to you, because it really will be, and, you'll some, and I will make a couple of references. But is it okay if I focus on the men? And then, Matt, I know that you aspire to be a dad, so you could go ahead and stand up too. Since you're the, I think you're the only guy that's not standing, and that would be really embarrassing. But I didn't want to point that out. I was really the only one that saw that, so I guess I probably shouldn't have put you on the spot. But Matt, Matt I love you. You know that. Uh, <laughs> Hey, guys, your daddy wants to give you a gift today, so would you just hold your hands out and let me pray a prayer. Father, yeah, you are the best daddy that there is. And we are very, very grateful as men that you've given us this incredible opportunity to father our children. We do recognize that the children that you've given to us are a tremendous gift, and we thank you for the wife that you've given us, the the mother of our children, And then, Lord, we thank you that you've assigned us this role in people's lives that at at times we're really, we get weary, Lord. At times the the burden that we have to be a father and to be a good father, sometimes that's really heavy. And so, Lord, the gift that I'm asking that you would give is the gift that you promised, and it's the gift of rest, the gift of refreshment, the gift of revival. Holy Spirit, I ask that you bring that to us as fathers this day as we share your word together in your name. So please have a seat. There are many joys of fatherhood. Uh, the, the, the word would be a picture says a thousand words. Do I need to say more? I mean, I have, I have two awesome daughters. And I have an incredible son. And then through them... They have these grandkids. Like we, we're up to, am I losing track? Eight. Eight are on the ground. One is in the womb. That's going to be nine. <laughs> I'm losing track. I, I thought about like how quarterbacks have the, like the, the game cards on their sleeve. I thought I'm going to have to start. What's your name? <laughs> who's, your, who's your mama? <laughs> What's your birthday? <laughs> it's incre- I cannot tell you the joys of getting to meet Sloan. And, you know, just to meet Susan there, just to know, you know, to watch Susan in action with our grandkids uh, is, I mean, it's a different thing than when she was a mom. I mean, just the, her maturity, knowing what to do. I mean, moms don't know what to do all the time. It's why grandmas are important. And then for you all to know that that added to the joy of meeting Sloan was the joy of just hanging out with Oliver and Czar. And I can't tell you that number of hide-and-seek games we did in their backyard. Uh, we played bad. I tried to teach Oliver around the world in basketball. That was a failure. <laughs> didn't work. Plus, they have a lit. Have you, have you played basketball on those short little goals? Like, those are impossible to get the ball in the hoop. Why? That should be. It should go right in. Duh. Like, he could get it. He just would go. <laughs> go, what in the world? 
soccer. We, uh, we uh, were trying to find a backboard so we could have a real basketball, but then we didn't, so we got a, bas- a soccer goal, so we played soccer. I pumped up uh, tires so we could do some cycling, and around and around and around we went. Uh, Megan asked if we could put up a tree swing because they have this huge red oak tree. The trees in Kentucky are twice the size of Stroud. What? Somebody explain that to me someday. Why are the trees in Kentucky like twice the height of the trees here? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But this, the tree swing really worked. Czar had never been on a tree swing, so when Susan started pushing him, he didn't know to sit up and swing. He just laid back and laughed the whole time until he like slid out the back of the swing and Susan had to rescue him. But he just loved, it just was like this incredible joy of being a father, grandfather, and then even doing handyman uh, projects with Oliver helping to you know, sit on the wood so I could cut it with the not-so-sharp trim saw that that's the only thing they had. They don't have any tools, so I have to be very creative. And then maybe best of all is snack time, as you can see in the photo. The big old donuts come out and the cookies. Yeah, I, didn't, I decided not to take a picture of me with all the snacks on my lap, but... It was, it was really great. So I think all of us, when we come into this day, and maybe even, I mean, like we have that moment of joy. Uh, I love watching Lucy. I love Lucy. Uh, <laughs> what an appropriate name and what an appropriate memory for this little gal. And, you know, all of the kids, that they bring us a lot of joy. So we really are celebrating that. But I do know that even with all the joys of fatherhood, there comes at times a weariness. And at times, not all the time, that being a father becomes a really heavy load. I mean, that's a reality in all of our lives. So the challenges, I think, I think there's many that are beyond what I would be able to put, but I think that some of them, as we realize, maybe often we kind of, our level of awareness is, oh, Others are very dependent on us. Like our, our wife and our children really need us to be there emotionally. Like we as men have got to learn how to talk about I am sad or I am happy or I am worried. We have to be able to put words on our emotions and stop just expecting others just to know. And one of my men, my dad just checked out. My dad just was not there emotionally for most of my childhood. And that was really, that mean, basically, then I just kind of translated that over to God. So if my dad wasn't there, then God's not really there emotionally. So some, we, have, we realize that. And then financially, we're providing for our families. And I, I think all, most of us, uh, that's... That's, I mean, that takes some thought and that takes effort, uh, that takes work, and sometimes not all the ends meet. And I mean, it just some kind, of, it can be really frustrating. I heard from a dad this week, who, you know, the family came up with a plan, and like the next day, it all blew up. So that financial dependency, physical, I mean, we're there um, to take care of our family, to watch over our family, to keep our kids from falling out of tree swings or falling off of bikes, to physically be present. Uh, spiritually, I mean, sometimes I think, um, I mean, because the wives are here, I mean, wives, I, I, I think sometimes um, we don't understand the partnership 
and we, we try to put maybe more you know, pressure on the men. Oh, well, if you were a better spiritual leader, I'd be better spiritually. Ladies, I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> Ladies are responsible for their own spirituality. But men, we have got to stay in step uh, together with our wives. So, and our children really are also looking to us spiritually. Most of the people that Susan and I spend time with that are in crisis, most of them have had experiences with a dad that were not good. And so who we are as men following Jesus, who we are uh, in spending time with Jesus, who we are as men worshiping, uh, not just on Sunday mornings, but in our life. I mean, that our, our kids are really dependent upon that to get this image of who God the Father truly is. And so sometimes when, when, that, when that hits us, that, that, that like, wow, man, I'm not sure I can live up to all of that. And then I know that this, we, we all have a well that we're drawing from of our fatherly experience. And I, I do know that I've gotten to the end of that well at times. And then I begin to panic because <clears throat> the tank's empty. And I, and I try to just, you know, fake it till you make it type of thing. I mean, I've been have you Haven't you been there? Well, I, the good news is that I believe that Jesus has a word of encouragement for us. And I was really encouraged as Noel shared the worship set with us and really that we sang it today because that's the theme that was in the last song that we sang. Lay down your burdens. Hey, dads, today is a day to lay down your burdens. Lay down your shame. When we begin to, to feel like we're failing as dads, we begin to layer ourselves with shame. And most of that comes out of a brokenness. And so today is a day to lift up your face. Because Jesus says, come to me. Dads and ladies, this would be you too, but let me focus on the dads. Come to me. All you dads who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. I will give you refreshment. I will revive you. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. I'm gentle. I'm humble in heart. And you will find rest, refreshment, revival for your souls. Because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's Jesus' promise. A word of encouragement to us as dads. So dads, Jesus invites us to come to him when we're weary. When we're carrying these heavy burdens of being husbands and being fathers. And he's promising us rest, refreshment, revival. How does that work? Well, there's really three words. Come, enter the yoke with me, and learn from me. Come as you are. <laughs> That's the last line of the song we just sang. Come as you are. Dads, Jesus is saying, come to me in your weariness Come to me with your burdens. Come to me. I know that I have a tendency to, to think as soon as I am rested, as soon as I have responsibly taken care of all my burdens, then I'll come to you. I, I, I think, again, I think it's a pride thing. Uh, none of us likes to, to go and say, well, I, I messed up. I was putting some crown mold on a cabinet for the cabinet maker. 
and I, I, I miscut. Which, uh, please, understand, crown is upside down and backwards. It's easy to mess up crown. I messed it up, and I said, oh, do you have any more crown? No, I don't have any more crown. Well, I didn't want, I mean, you know, I'm, I mean, how many years have I cut a crown? I'm not supposed to mess up. So, but I had to go, I messed up. So it's the same thing, same dynamic with Jesus. It's hard for us as men to go to Jesus and say, I'm tired. I'm weary. I can't get out of this myself. I've got this burden that I, 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 want, I want to responsibly take care of it, but I can't. So don't think the invitation is get your stuff in order, then come. Jesus says, come, come right now just as you are. So men, just check right now. How weary are you? What, what kind of burden are you bearing? And take out the big eraser and say, I don't have to get that all sorted out before I come to Jesus. His invitation is to come now. Just as you are. And he says, enter my yoke. Again, a picture paints a thousand words. So I am in a single yoke pulling my burdens along. And Jesus says, why don't you lay that burden aside and get in the yoke with me? So tell me, I mean, a cow, a donkey... An oxen and a horse could answer this question. So which would be easier, to pull your own burden alone or to be teamed up with another person that's bearing the load? What, I mean, what's the answer? I mean, Jesus doesn't say, just drop the burden. He's saying... Let's, let's, switch, let's switch the harnessing here. Let's put my yoke on your burden. And let's, let's pull this together. It didn't, doesn't say anything about the burden just like magically disappearing. It's an invitation. I want you to take off that silly... <laughs> that silly one-person yoke. And I want you to put a double yoke that then we'll get in there together. And as we're now, now that we're pulling the burden together, that's when he says, now, now that we're side by side and we're, we're moving this burden forward together, now I want you to listen to me. Talk about a God who accommodates himself to us. Goodness gracious. And then I want, you to, I, I, I want you to kind of back up the paragraph right before the invitation. This is what Jesus says. At, the, at that time, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. Again, Lord of heaven and earth and earth and earth. Let's bring God to earth. Not forgetting. He's not just up there, out of the way. And earth. I I thank you because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and revealed them to infants, to innocence. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. 
And no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. Keyword, all things have been handed over to me by my Father. How did Jesus know anything? What would be the word that we might use in contemporary language about the Father handing over everything to the Son. The Father downloaded everything. We might think about oral tradition, Father passing along to Son, the oral tradition of the faith or the family. That's what's happening here. The Father didn't say, here's the book. Read this book. The father didn't say, go to this school. You get all this stuff. The father said, let me just download in this relationship with you everything. Everything. And then notice, (laughs) now that it's been downloaded, the father knows the son and the son knows the father. And then how do we know? Learning. Learning about fathering. We're learning about manhood. It's not limited to experience or to education or to intelligence. Does not mean that we don't learn from experience. I am so grateful that Mr. Mays lived down the block from me when I was 12 years old. And he took me out to the ranch with him and he taught me how to shoot. He taught me how to ride. He taught me how to drive a pickup. He taught me how to open up gates. He taught me how to break ice because he loved sitting in the pickup when it was cold and watching me break that ice. He taught me a lot about being a man when my dad was absent. I really value that. was a great experience. Education. We can read about Father. There's some good books about Father, and that's great. We can think through it. We're all thinkers, yes. But learning is not limited to that. Learning side by side to Jesus when he's considerate and he's humble and he's disclosing to us, he's revealing to us, he's downloading to us about the Father. I would suggest that's the best way to learn. And that, I believe, is where rest comes from. It comes from being in relationship. Where we come to know what we know out of relationship with Jesus. That's why it says come. Come and learn from me. Come be in relationship with me. Sit in your backyard, ask me questions, and keep your ears open. Keep your journal open. Write down what you hear. Let let the pages of Scripture begin to just kind of all of a sudden, wow, I didn't see that before. Allow Jesus to teach us. Because he wants us to be Renewed, revived, refreshed, rested. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. When we're yoked together. Yoked together. So gentlemen, and really ladies, because this is all for all of us. Today is a day to lay aside our individual yoke and to say, Jesus, 
I can't do this alone. And I invite you to just like get rid of my individual yoke, put in its place a double yoke so that we can get in it together and start moving forward. So take a moment. Again, just kind of review where you are as a man, where you are as a father, where you are as a lady, where you are as a mom. Just review where you are in life, where it's not easy, where it's hard right now, where you're not rested, you're weary. And the question really comes, are you willing to lay that aside and stop trying to fix it yourself and even stop looking at maybe the person in your life to fix it? And look at Jesus and let him say to you, come, come to me. And you say, okay, I'm coming. And you get in that yoke with him. So one way just to say yes is if, that, if, that's, some, if that's what you want to do, that's what you're going to strive to do this week, then I would just invite you to stand. Like, yeah, I want to do that. So take a moment, think about it. If you're willing to do that, stand up and we'll say a prayer. Jesus, I'm so grateful that you never said to us, I hope you make it on your own. <laughs> and Lord, forgive us for thinking that we got to make it on our own. And Lord, forgive us that sometimes we, we rely too much on another human being. Not that we're not supposed to help each other, we are, but sometimes we put too much pressure on people close to us that they have to be our solution and we're not. So, Lord, I thank you that this day all of us are saying we were coming to you, Jesus. And we're determined together. We're going to lay aside our own little single yoke and we're going to enter into a double yoke with you. And Lord, we're going to begin to pull our, our burden in, in just in step with you. And Lord, what I would ask, Jesus, I just simply ask you to be true to your promise. That as we begin to move forward in that yoke with you together, that you would teach us. Lord, I believe that each and every one of us, and really all of us, we've got something to learn from you. And so, Lord, this week, teach us. Download what we need to know. Lord, give us rest. Renew us, refresh us, revive us in relationship with you. Holy Spirit, you're the only one that can activate this truth, this reality in our lives. So I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come and that you would make this truth reality in all of our lives. In your name, amen. So thank you for uh, Father's Day together. And may you enjoy a fun day. Don't forget your kids because they're a huge part of Father's Day. uh, And they don't want to miss celebrating with you. So grab your kids and enjoy the day. Thank you.